pick your class and learn your battle points. Because it's time for the Star Wars Battlefront Podcast. Welcome to episode 178 of the Star Wars Battlefront Podcast. I'm your host, Sage Goodwin, joined by my brother and co-host, Sam Goodwin. Hello there. In this episode, we're going over the absolute ton of details on the upcoming updates for Star Wars Battlefront 2, as well as our impressions for Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Let's get started. Sector is clear. Not clear. Not clear. Let's get started with the big update for Battlefront and the the big big headlining news of today today being Wednesday December 4th as we're recording the Star Wars Battlefront 2 Celebration Edition which launches on December 5th so if you don't know the Celebration Edition is a um, it's a new edition for Star Wars Battlefront 2 for new players it's 40 bucks and you get uh, the base game which comes with all the, the updates which are free, uh, and more than 25 hero appearances, including six legendary appearances, plus one appearance each for Rey, Finn, and Kylo Ren, inspired by The Rise of Skywalker, which will also be able to be purchased after the fact uh, through credits and crystals. More than 125 trooper and reinforcement appearances, more than 100 hero and trooper emotes and voice lines, and more than 70 hero and trooper victory poses. So the main draw of this is all about the appearances. So it's $40 if you're just coming to the game, and it is $25 if you want to upgrade. So it's $25 for all of the pretty much all of the cosmetics available in the game, including the uh, new appearances going to be released on December 5th for the Clone Commando, BX Commander, Droid, Arc Trooper, and the Droidica. Yeah, this is this is a pretty good idea. I mean, definitely worth the, the price tag for your upgrading because those crystals are pretty expensive for the pack. Yeah, definitely. Like, if you already have the game, one of the legendary skins is 20 bucks. If you already have the game, then you just pay an extra $5 and you get all of them. Yes, this is a really good idea. The game is really cheap, like 10 you can find as low as ten dollars at certain places if it's on sale. So this yeah, is a so nice this is a nice reiteration of the game, kind of put the price tag up a little bit. Cause all kinds of games do this eventually with legendary editions. Even Overwatch has one. So many games do this, so it's it's nice to see them doing it. It's definitely been a couple of years since it released, so Yeah, it's actually been- two. Uh, Battlefront two is actually two years old. That's pretty amazing to think about what's very interesting is i think this is a good sign that battlefront 2 will be continuing into 2020 as usually when games multiplayer games like this do a re-release or a, a new box basically that means that they're going to be continuing support of the game because why why would they make you pay 40 dollars for a game that they're not going to support. I think it's pretty good. Are we going to get it, Sam? Probably not. I don't think we would. I, I wouldn't want to do it, but if you want to buy it, that's on you. <laughs> um, if I was into the skins. Cosmetics aren't imp- yes. like necessary, so yeah, I don't think I'd fork over 25 bucks for a few skins. Yeah, I have. we have most of the skins that we really want, and if not, I'm fine with just saving up credits for it. Right, yeah, just farming... Because not all the skins are cool. There's only a few that I really like for certain heroes. So yeah, I'd probably just you know farm for credits and 
you know, pick what kind of skins I want. Um, overall, though, I think it's a good sign for the community. I think it's a good sign for newcomers if uh, that speaks to you on your discount point. Um, they just went on sale recently for the whole Black Friday week or whatever, and it was uh, twelve fifty, and and normally it's twenty five. Right. But you can find a lot of Craigslist or eBay for really cheap. Yeah. <laughs> really cheap. But if you're like wanting to get into Battlefront, this is a really good opportunity to get everything right off the bat. Because we've had it for two years and still only have a few cool skins. So definitely could catch up with all the veterans with your skin buying and such. So if you're re- just coming into Battlefront, definitely worth the, the $35 price tag. Moving on from the Celebration Edition, which... I think is overall good for the community. We've got another cool thing coming up. So alongside this, so we've got two updates in this month. We've got the one coming out on the 5th, which is tomorrow as we record this. That is a complete appearance-based update uh, with some bug fixes and that kind of thing. That's going to be good. It also comes with a bunch of events throughout the month, so you can unlock limited time-only appearances and that kind of thing. Uh, You have a chance to re-earn those if you missed out on them when they were first available. But also, on uh, starting December 17th is the next update available to all Star Wars Battlefront 2 players. It's titled the rise of skywalker that that's a pretty unique name right there wouldn't you say so definitely i mean i don't think i've heard it in the the star wars community before yeah <laughs> right if you've been living under a rock or have just been busy today which happens i mean it's december christmas is coming rise of skywalker update will bring a new location a brand new jungle planet that you might have caught a glimpse of in the last trailer for Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. That's coming to Battlefront 2. It's going to, uh, they're bringing the planet to co-op in December, where you'll be able to play as either Resistance or First Order as the conflict spreads to the tropical paradise. At the same time, the location will be available in Heroes vs. Villains 2. The sequel era locations, Takodana, Jakku, and Starkiller Base will join the co-op rotation as well, with all mentioned planets featuring both attack and defense scenarios. New reinforcements. We've got four additional sequel era reinforcements that are coming to the game. Protected by a striking red armor, the infiltrator class Sith Trooper of the First Order excels in speed and advanced weaponry to hunt down and destroy anyone standing in the way. Pretty awesome there. They're also getting an extremely nimble reinforcement. The new and overhauled First Order Jet Trooper can fly, dodge, hover, and even tackle opponents with powerful jets. Use them to your advantage to crush the resistance from the skies with a grenade attachment enhanced blaster rifle. A new gunner and spy unit will also be taking arms up for the resistance. And these are two new alien species from Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. There's also going to be new hero appearances for Finn, Rey, and Kylo Ren. Those new appearances, uh, reinforcements, and co-op experiences will arrive on December 17th. Though you will, we will have to wait a little longer to set foot on the new jungle planet, opening up for all players to explore on December 20th. So we're getting the appearances, the reinforcements, and co-op. We're going to have to wait a little longer for it to come to... The sequel trilogy uh, coming to Capital Supremacy. That's where it gets interesting. Already starting strong in 2020. January uh, is going to be bringing two new heroes as well as sequel trilogy to Capital Supremacy. That I'm super excited about. I'm so happy that they're bringing a different era to Capital Supremacy and really taking on that gameplay format and that game to a different era. On completely different 
capital ships. Quote, in January, we're excited to bring capital supremacy to the sequel era. That means two new capital ships to defend or bring down. The MC-85 of the Resistance and the Resurgent Class Star Destroyer. The massive vessels will station themselves above the high agency ground battles taking place on the new jungle planet from Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker, and Jakku. The same two locations are coming to offline instant action as well. So that's good to see. So obviously, it's Star Wars. You can't get away from the freaking sand planet. So Jakku is going to be added to Capital Supremacy. This is, I think this is one of the highlighting pieces of the update. It's definitely got a lot of people talking about what a hero means to Star Wars Battlefront. Some people are super happy about it. Some people are excited for... Uh, those people are excited for the the really unique gameplay that these heroes are going to be offering. And then the other people are just really disappointed that we aren't getting another gun or such fighter in the game. And those two heroes are BB-8 and BB-9E, which I'm, I'm pretty excited about. I think that's going to be a fun addition to the game. What are your thoughts? We had a R2-D2 playable in Battlefront 2015, so I'd be similar to that, I'd imagine. These, Except these will be completely controllable. Right, yeah, he was kind of on a set path, but I mean, that was the first kind of like droid playability, at least in the small form we saw. So I'm actually really interested to see how this is going to play out. Yeah, definitely. Uh, what, what what are your thoughts around the whole um, the whole thoughts of these, this isn't a good hero for the game? What what do you what do you say to that? As far as the droids, yeah, hmm, yeah, I guess they. It's kind of interesting to have a droid, and even a small droid. Like these are extremely tiny droids, as far as that goes. But still taller than Yoda by point zero one meter. Very slight margin. <laughs> but yeah, but these. I mean, BB-8 has seen the like kind of do some offensive moves in the film yeah especially in uh the last jedi yeah, he's he did, actually he like did take down like captain phasma really. and a, an ata atst yeah so i mean if you are gonna pick a droid these are like the most aggressive like astromech type <laughs> droids i'm i'm not gonna say anything until i kind of see him come out because mm-hmm. yeah because we haven't my thing is we haven't seen anything on on these heroes and villains all we know are the characters but we have seen in the movies a, a clear idea of what we could expect from them. Probably going to have a flamethrower ability. Probably going to have a shocking ability. And I would imagine kind of like a uh, a Chewbacca slam or, or more like a Han Solo burst through something. Right, yeah, some sort of sprint ability because they are spherical. So mm-hmm. definitely aerodynamic in that aspect. But this is really interesting to see like a droid as a, a playable hero. Uh-huh. Like that's not like an IG-88 droid or some sort of assassin droid. I could see him being a reinforcement, you know, in that yeah. aspect. But I'm think I think of them more re- reinforcements than I do as heroes. Even even when I read it, I just immediately thought that somehow it would relate to the starfighter assault. But nope, they're going to be on the ground fighting. So that'll be interesting to see for sure. My thing is, I wasn't expecting heroes at all. Like I was hoping there would be heroes, but I didn't expect them. So this is good to see that we're getting something in the game at least. Yeah, I'm not gonna do any negative connotations with it. I I'm just gonna wait to see some gameplay and then kind of assess my my see, initial thoughts on that. See what you think about it once that you've actually played it. We've got the celebration edition. We've got the update. That spans December and January. That covers Star Wars: The Rise of Skywalker. What are your predictions for 2020? 
Uh, they did say after when once we get into January that we'll be getting details on what's coming in February and March. Definitely have to have to play it by ear, but I'd imagine it would be somewhat similar of what they've been doing the past, you know, five six months. Just kind of maintaining the game, you know, still adding updates, kind of adding more reinforcement type stuff. And do you think it will be based on the sequel trilogy? Hmm. I'm not I sure. Do you think this marks the end of the Clone Wars? Right. But after after this one, they do their Rise of Skywalker DLC. They won't have too much to work off of. What I would absolutely love is a Mandalorian season. That would be cool. I could definitely see that happening. And there's a yeah, there's quite a bit of Star Wars content coming out. I could definitely see them doing a Mandalorian season and maybe if they do want to do the content route, maybe tie it back in with the original trilogy. We have had no updates concerning the original trilogy since this game came out. Okay. Yeah, it's all been prequel and sequel trilogy stuff. Because I mean, obviously the base game does come with quite a bit of original trilogy content. Yeah, just to start as off. As far right. as heroes, even maps go. But I mean, we haven't had many updates or any updates at all dedicated to just the original trilogy. Yeah, the closest yeah. we've gotten was the solo update that right. added um, Solus. No, not Solus. Um, the Java, the Coaxian mine, yeah, and the Jabba Java's the palace, and that was in the that was technically in the original trilogy time frame, but still, we haven't had any dedicated to that. So I could see them, you know, finishing the Rise of Skywalker, doing a Mandalorian, and maybe eventually tying that in with the original trilogy. That's if they want to do that that like heavy content route. I mean, or otherwise, their other option is kind of just maybe doing a couple big updates here and there otherwise just more quality of life stuff and maybe the occasional new game mode and some reinforcements but we'll see but we'll see when that roadmap comes out for sure i am completely i have like no idea how they're going to take this game like yeah, i can only here. speculate and that's very loosely based but yeah i don't know there's definitely a strong Star Wars push right now. I think this is one of the... November and December have been some of the strongest months for Star Wars content we've had so far. Yeah, which is a good sign coming in the future, but this is the end of the year, so it might be like, you know, not a last-ditch effort, but kind of, you know, throwing it all out there because it's been two years the game's been out, so kind of rewarding the players for sticking around this long. But once, you know, January, February come, we'll definitely see how that's going to play out. So I'm interested to see how they take this game in the future. Because Battlefront 2015 lasted like, what, was that a couple of years? Yeah, 2017. Yeah, years. And then this game's lasted two years, but... I think we're going to, I think we'll get to three. I think we can definitely reasonably assume that we'll get to it at least two and a half to three. Yeah, but I'm I'm definitely interested to see how this game's going to play out. Because they still have a considerable amount of players still the fan base is quite large for a game that's been out for two years and um yeah we'll just we'll have to you know wait to january february to see where they take this game i'm I'm definitely interested in seeing how they will take this game correct me if i'm wrong but i don't think that there are any star wars games coming out in 2020 so i think that's the perfect time to get a push on this this kind of content where we've got a lull in Star Wars video games. Actually, we may be get. I think we're getting... Um, I don't know when the new Lego Star Wars game is coming out. But that is set either soon after... Yeah, but I wouldn't consider that like, you know, these mainline Star Wars games. This is just yeah, kind it doesn't, of a, it doesn't a like comical, really, a, it's a satirical tie-in with the film. Yeah, it's more of a, like a parody content than... Right, um, really adding to the universe. Because even after we stopped getting Star Wars games, there was Lego Star Wars coming out, and people, you know, weren't like, "Oh, there's still Star Wars content coming out." I don't really, I wouldn't consider that like, you know, 
you know, it's obviously still a Star Wars game, but it's not like new content. This is like really based off the movies. Yeah, so I don't know. We don't have any like big like Jedi Fallen Order or Battlefront 3 release dates or even speculation. So Yeah, if there was a Battlefront 3, I would say we'd start hearing about it right about now. Just because EA or E3 and EA Play and all of that stuff's coming coming up really quickly, um, just a few months, and if it was going to be shown, that's when it would be shown, at least around that time frame. So I can I could I think we can reasonably assume that we'll get to I think we get to three years on the support of Battlefront Two before we start hearing words of a new game. Right. Just because I think there is. There's still so much potential with this game, and I don't, I don't think there is, I don't think there's a huge regaining of that goodwill, I, I goodwill or that that I would say towards Star Wars Battlefront and that franchise. Right, because the graphics still hold up. They have a really good engine. I mean, the only drive to them making a new game would be money, because all these DLC are free, so they're not making money off of that. Obviously, they did release the celebration, so that's a new. Yeah. But I I don't think that they're they have regained their their credit with the Star Wars Battlefront name quite yet with the whole gaming community. Obviously, we as fans understand the whole situation that went down regarding the loot boxes or lack thereof, and the whole overblown nature of the publications and covering of the game. Right, and that could be taken either way in a you know negative sort of way like oh this the name battlefront has been kind of ruined or it could be a fresh start for them to you know have another chance because this game did start off really well and as far as at you know ea play went the beta testing went really well over the fans like it was a really anticipated game but i mean the months that followed were pretty pretty brutal for the game yeah so it could be taken either way they could you know have that negative sort of sense with it or they can you know start fresh and yeah, I, good people that way. I just think that it's still it doesn't feel like the game's been out two years by the light by the the kind of content and the kind of support that we've been getting. Been getting really good support, but that first the first span of maybe six months was the game really trying to catch up to itself and the, yeah, the they stuff that they put themselves the in. game multiple times. Yeah, like they, completely change how the game worked. That's like them redoing Sonic's graphics, you know. <laughs> Exactly. So they started off really rough, so like it doesn't feel like it's been out that long. And that's, yeah, that's kind of rough. So I could see them, you know, like you said, maybe three or two and a half, three years. Especially since like you, the celebration just came out. And that means it's going to be here for a little, you know, a yeah. little while longer. Yeah, I say once the celebration edition gets gets lower in price, that's when we could start seeing the expectation of for Battlefront three or what would the next phase of Star Wars Battlefront shooters coming out. But something we haven't talked about on the podcast, we took a bit of a a break there for a little bit uh, for Thanksgiving, and then we we're going to record one, and they announced that the update con the update uh information would be launched about four days after we were planning it so we're like okay let's hold off on this real quick and cover the news let's talk about fallen order so i've played around 65 percent of the game still working through i'm playing on the jedi master difficulty which is making the game a lot longer (laughs) than it uh, normally would just because of how difficult it is but let's talk about uh, 
the game. I think I'm like 30-something percent into it and I'm on Jedi Knight, which is, you know, it's it's like the normal difficulty recommended. And if I were to do a harder difficulty, I would, you know, do the max. But this is a kind of thing to get your fundamentals squared away. Probably recommended to start on Jedi Knight for yeah. sure. So there are four different uh, difficulties. There is story mode. There is Jedi Knight, Jedi Master, and Jedi Grandmaster. We're not going to get into spoilers, but let's let's talk about um, our expectations of the game before it came out, now that it's here, and um, how we've been enjoying playing the game and the, the, the mechanics and that kind of thing. Yeah, I kind of had no... I kept myself from having expectations. I even really avoided... I watched the initial cinematic trailer for the game, but after that I avoided all other... I even tried to avoid the EA Play presentation, but <laughs> he made me watch it. Yeah, I did. Yeah, but I had avoided most of the gameplay, and, and that's what I'm doing with The Rise of Skywalker right now is avoiding those trailers, but yeah, just avoid all the stuff, and I had no expectations, so I was pleasantly surprised by it, and really reminds me of, you know, the Force Unleashed when it first came out, not like the story, but some of the gameplay aspects, even customization to an extent, and I really like that sort of nostalgia with it, and it's just really solid gameplay-wise. It plays really well. The lightsaber combat is really smooth thought it'd be a little more shaky but it's really solid and just the whole skill tree i really like and it really works well yeah well on the terms of the gameplay i was i knew it was going to be great because it's respawn respawn is one of the best at game feel and i've really been enjoying keeping up with the game and following along really enjoyed interviewing uh steven barton and gordy hab great guys Great composers for the game. If you haven't listened to that episode, definitely check it out. It's the episode 177. But yeah, it's it's solid. On Twitter, I, I described it as a an amalgamation of all of the best games in the last decade mixed together and thrown Star Wars into. And what comes out is one of the best Star Wars game experiences out there. Kalo's a little bland as a character, but I think that works to the benefit of the story. I think it's good to have him as a character that's more neutral and then the surrounding characters be more um, more of the foundation because I think that's where you really get get the meat of the story. I feel it's really, the crew is really similar to Solo, a Star Wars story. Like you have the really charismatic pilot that's super <laughs> small and really alien. Even their voices sound fairly similar. Yeah, even you have the um, one lady, like, you know, the love interest. And she... I don't, it just seems very similar with the crew. Even the ship is mildly similar. So I was getting really, really deja vu there. But yeah, the characters are really nice. They feel kind of stock-like. Like, you know, do you expect, you know, them to be like that? But it works out well. It's a set formula and that's why they did that. So, so far, like I said, only 33%, but really loving the game so far. Yeah. It's a, it's a great homage to, like I said, the popular the popular mechanics and the the great single player games that we've gotten so far. It it has a the God of War feel to an extent. It's got Metroidvania aspects. We've got some flavorings of the the Force Unleashed and I think it really holds up. It's been it's been a really long time since I've really dedicated a little bit of time for story mode games. I'm more of a multiplayer type guy, so I really miss the kind of, you know, the parkour and the puzzle aspects. I really miss that in games. So really nice to come back for sure. And yeah, and, and know that you have a set goal that you're going into. Right, and I can just play a little bit of it and go off for a bit and come back to it and it's like the same. So 
nice playability there. It's not like some games were consumed with it. I mean, obviously, if, if I got a little bit further into it, I'd probably be consumed with it. But I'm taking <laughs> a little slow, and I really do. I really enjoy playing it, and definitely pleasantly surprised by the game. I don't know, because th- once I started for a little bit, I was really into it and playing it a lot. And it, yeah, I haven't really played a Star Wars game like that since like Star Wars: The Force Unleashed one. So yeah, for sure, definitely a good game. I'm really enjoying the the aspect of the the Metroidvania aspect of the game, to where you earn different abilities that allow you to go back to these set uh, maps, so these set planets that you you can explore and get to different areas and unlock different secrets in. I think that's super enjoyable. First, the first thing I did was go to a certain planet where a certain Dathomorian is from. Dathomir. I can get the crap beat out of me. Uh, because I didn't have the abilities needed to actually progress through that map. But then I'll go through the rest of more towards the game, and I earn these different abilities, and I come back and I'm able to get to where I need to go on that specific planet. It's a great feeling, and it's a great um, level of accomplishment that you get from playing the game. At least as far as I go, these are, I mean... These are fairly initial thoughts, and, and I'll definitely see how it plays out the more I get into the game. But, yeah, really, like, it gives you, you know, some freedom, like you said. Some planets you aren't meant to go to, and you do learn it. It's kind of punishing you for being too, you know, explorative. So I like how it gives you the freedom to, you know, pick certain planets to go to and explore certain certain environments. So that's that's a really cool aspect of the game. Yeah, definitely. This, I, I said it on Twitter, this God of War and a bunch of the other game single player games that Sony has been making are some of the best examples of how powerful and successful single player story driven games can be. EA had set a level of expectation for how many units they were going to sell and they have surpassed that and it's continuing to be successful as we go into the holiday season. And this clearly shows EA, a multiplayer-focused company, that these single-player games can be extremely successful because there is a market for these types of games. Not everything has to be extremely multiplayer, but they can make a really high-quality Star Wars game that tells a great story, has great gameplay, and can still be extremely successful without any microtransactions or multiplayer. And only Respawn could do that to open the way for more companies to do so. Right, yeah. You know, even when you finish it, you know, there's certain paths you can do, like certain challenges, you know, like with every multiplayer game, they mm-hmm. have that. Even, you know, like I'm doing, played on Jedi Knight, then afterwards played on Grandmaster. See how far you can make you it. You know, platinum the game, you know, depending on what console you're playing, so... These single players do have a lot of playability. It's not just, you know, go through the story and be done with it. And even if you do that route, that's quite a bit of hours set to the game. So you're definitely getting your, you know, your money's worth for sure. Oh, definitely. IGN has only given EA games. There have only been four EA published games that have gotten a nine or higher. Three of those four are respawn games. That would be Jedi Fallen Order, Titanfall 2, and Apex. The fourth is uh, Battlefield 1. Respawn is one of those companies that just raises the bar. So I really think that they have really opened the way for more Star Wars games of this caliber to be made while EA has this license. And I think this is really a slap in the face to EA that says, hey, we can do more of this. 
yeah, this will definitely pave the way for more single-player Star Wars-driven games because there's so many different options they can go. There's just so much Star Wars content you can produce, and this is all original and canon. So, I mean, there's so many options they can go. And, I mean, if this was a bad game, it definitely would stunt EA's drive to make another single-player game. So I'm glad it's successful. If this was unsuccessful, then I don't think we would have gotten another single-player Star Wars game for quite some time. But since it was, I think we can get we can expect more of it in the future. Overall, this is a great time for Star Wars. This is a great time for Star Wars games. We've got the amazingness of uh, Jedi Fallen Order. We've got the cool updates that are coming in for Battlefront 2. And we've got the Rise of Skywalker coming very soon. It's crazy to think about. I think that's it for this episode of the Star Wars Battlefront podcast. I've been your host, Sage Goodwin. And I'm Sam Goodwin. And as we go along the game, we'll probably you can definitely post updates. And oh, definitely. For sure. But I'm I'm really... I mean, you're about half, a little over halfway through with yeah, it. Yeah, about 62, 65. Like a third of the way done. So, yeah, once we get more into the game, we'll we'll retouch it and cover it some more too. And then once we get to that point where we can talk about spoilers, we'll go. We'll have like a a spoiler warning warning uh, later on in the episode, kind of thing. Like we'll we'll cover Battlefront. We'll do impressions once we finish the game, and then we'll go into straight spoilers. Um, that's for another time. Thank you so much for listening. You can follow us on Twitter at SWB Podcast, twitter.com slash SWB Podcast. It's greatly appreciated. Um, you can stay up to date on what's going on during the whole hiatus of Battlefront Podcast. I was keeping everyone up to date on the news that was happening for Star Wars Battlefront, for Jedi Fallen Order, and talking about uh, first impressions, that kind of thing. And I kind of did like a, a little tweet thread on Facebook. Uh, playing Star Wars uh, Fallen Order first time. So definitely if you want more content like that, definitely hit a follow on Twitter. You can support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash battlefrontpodcast, like friend of the podcast, Joseph Loera. You can also support us through PayPal, paypal.me slash tie-dye-sheep, T-Y-E-D-Y-E-S-H-E-E-P, like friend of the podcast, Daniel Schilling. Definitely shout out to a friend of the podcast, Daniel. You can also support us through the Cash app, which is a, our, our username on there is dollar sign SWB podcast, like friend of the podcast, Eric. A completely free way to support this show is through leaving a review on iTunes. It helps us out a ton and uh, lets other people know what's going on with the podcast and lets us get your feedback. It helps us out a ton. We've got four and a half total ratings on the four and a half stars for our ratings on there over all of them definitely uh, help us with that our youtube channel is youtube.com slash the star wars battlefront podcast or gmail is battlefront podcast at gmail.com you can listen to the show on itunes soundcloud stitcher google play apple Podcasts, youtube wherever you find podcasts you can find this show definitely going into the holiday uh, holiday seasons if you have a friend family member acquaintance co-worker that's getting into Star Wars Battlefront 2, Jedi Fallen Order, Um, maybe they get it for Christmas, definitely share the podcast with them. It'd be greatly appreciated. As always, thanks for listening. And may the Force be with you. (laughs) 